Good evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore and the surrounding areas. Welcome to Man in the Mirror. I'm your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, along with our co-host, as always, Nichelle Johnson. Welcome back, Nichelle. Welcome back. Okay, can't hear her right now, but she should be on soon. But we haven't had a show for the past few weeks because we actually been busy, been on vacation, celebrating our uh, first year anniversary of marriage. So we've actually been real busy, but it's been a blast. The devil's been busy. You know, when you're trying to do stuff, the devil has a way of just throwing things in there, trying to, you know, trying to you know, throw a monkey wrench in there trying to mess you up. But you know what? God is still good, and all the time, God is good. And we just thank you all for who have been listening and who have actually been on the show. And we have a special show tonight, and I'm truly excited. I'm still waiting for Michelle to come on, but she should be on shortly. Michelle, um, still... Oh, okay. Welcome to the show, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. I seem to have technical difficulties at every show here lately. I guess your phone is trying to go on strike when it's time for the show. Something like that. I don't know. Well, welcome back. We have a good show tonight. And um, I'm just really excited because this is a story that's always been true to my heart. I've talked to it about it many times, and I've been listening to people that have been going through stuff and, you know, God just put this show on my heart um, for tonight. And it's, it's titled, When Giants Come. And you're going to say, well, what about, what are you talking about when giants come? Well, we will get into that. Um, but I'm excited. You know, I told them we just had our first anniversary. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord Jesus. We didn't kill each other. But the show is still Amen. going on. We went away, had a nice vacation. So we're just excited about being back. And um, before we get started, you know, if you have any questions or comments, you can press the number one on your phone. You can log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash and dash the mirror, or you can call in at 917-889-2271. You know, just join us tonight as we talk about, as we read about, as we talk about those giants that may come in our life, what do you do? And how did Dan handle his giants? So with, without further ado, I will open up in prayer. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants. Lord, thank you, Lord, for our lying down last night. Lord, thank you, Lord, for waking us up to a day we've never seen before. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this traveling mercy over the busy highways and byways. We thank you, Lord, for the rest that we got last week when we went away, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for over a year of marriage right now. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for man and the mayor of ministry, Lord. Please bless those who listen to it. Bless those who learn from it. Bless those who are, you know, bless those who are, you know, blessed by it. Continue to bless our friends abroad, Lord. Bless the families that are going through, Lord. You know, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. Bless our pastors, Lord, in a special way in the Baltimore area, Lord, with everything that's going on in Baltimore, Lord. We just bless our nation and the whole, Lord. We will never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. And we ask all these things in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And tonight, this called when giants come. We all, all have heard the story of David and Goliath, but have you really paid attention to what was in the story. Every day we all face giants of many kinds, but we have seen we but we have seen to have forgotten how to handle those giants because fear sets in. Just like it did when the Israelites when they tried to fight Goliath all by themselves. Yes, he was big and strong, and he even taunted the God of the Israelite armies. What do you think? A whole army was afraid of this one giant man. But God sent a ram in the bush. He sent David, a shepherd boy, who used only what he had and his faith in the Almighty God to defeat that giant. You see, all giants fall. 
if we do away with the fear and apply the faith in the one who loves us, the one who sent his son to die for us. So why do why be afraid of our so why do we be afraid of the giants in our life? We have our own stones to defeat those giants. So I'm excited, I'm excited. Do you have any giants in your life, Michelle? Of course. I think we all do, Hezekiah. I think we all have giants in our life, and, you know, there's a, a trick to overcoming them. But I'm sure we'll get into that. Okay, okay, okay. Trick to over. Oh, that's another show right there. A trick to overcoming giants. But now, David and Goliath. This is, story is found in 1 Samuel 17. And when I read this, you know, I told the story, you know, when I was incarcerated for 86 days, I read this, and I had to t- the Lord made me teach about it. I'm like, why this story? I couldn't understand why this story. But I had to, you know, do a, a Bible study on it. Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at uh, Seiko in Judah. They pitched camp Ethan between Soka and Attica. Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Ella and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied a hill, the Israelites another. So we have two hills. Let's pay attention. We've got two hills. The Philistines on one side and the Israelites on the other with the valley between them. So you either well, you got to go down and do battle, you got to go down and do battle because they had a valley between them. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gaul, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was 60 cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor and a bronze weight weighing 5,000 shekels on his legs. He wore bronze, bronze grease, and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like the wearer's, the weaver's rod, and his iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. So this is all describing how big and strong this guy was with all the, you know, how Goliath was with all the weight that was on him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel's, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you and you are the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and servants. Then the Philistine said, then the Philistine said, this is the day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' work, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. I'm like, wow. A whole army against one man, but they were terrified. So, I, you know, I'm trying, I've been always trying to figure out what was going on in their mind. Now, David was the son of, of an... Ephraite, named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and in Saul's time, he was very old. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to the war. The firstborn was Eliab, the second, Abinadab, and a third, Shammah. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's sheep. In Bethlehem. Now let's talk about us. When you're a shepherd, you're tending the sheep. And um, the shepherd, if you know the story about a shepherd, the shepherd is always at the gate. He is protecting the sheep. The shepherd is there making sure nothing comes in and making sure nothing goes out. And David was one. David fought lions. He fought bears. So, you know, whenever they tried to come attack those sheep, he was, you know, he, was, he knew how to protect those sheep. He did whatever he can to protect those sheep. For 40 days and 40, 40 days, the Philistine came forward 
every morning and evening and took his stand. Hmm. That word, let's look about that. Number 40 is used several times in the Bible if we pay attention to our scripture. But again, in verse 18, it says, For 40 days the Philistine came forth every morning and evening and took his stand. That's almost like a little, a month and a half. Now, Jesse said to his son David, Take this ephah of roast and grain and these ten loaves of bread to your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these ten shekels, these ten cheeses, I'm sorry, to the commander for other units. So he was feeding them because they were out there working and, you know, they were out there, you know, guarding the territory. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. There with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. Early in the morning, David left the flock and the care of the shepherds. So we we got to pay attention. People don't pay attention to that. He didn't just leave the flock. He left the flock in the care of another shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as, as the army was going out to its battle position, shouting with the war cry, Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper supplies, with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers how they they were. As they were talking with them, as he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine, champion from Goth, stepped out from the lines of and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. I'm like, okay, we're talking about a whole army, Michelle. When, and this, this verse kills me. It says, whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now the Israelites have been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The, the king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. Okay, they had tax exempt way back when. My goodness. <laughs> so David asked that sounds like a good to deal me. to me, Pastor Ty. All right, I'll go out. I don't care. That's a deal. That's a deal. That'll do it. David asked the man standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this? Uh, I love this verse right there, second part. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And he goes, who is this? He's not even circumcised. Who are you that you're going to defy the armies of the living God. So David was quite upset at that time. They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here and with whom did you Leave those few sheep in the wilderness. I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now what Now what I have I done, said David. Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter, and the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. Well, now, let's see what's going to happen to David. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Hmm. I'll repeat that again. Now, David said he done heard everything. He's tired. He's an uncircumcised Philistine. He's tired right now. He said, let no one lose heart. That's encouragement. He's encouraging everybody. Like, okay, I got this. 
I got you. Let no one lose heart. On the account of this Philistine, your servant will go down and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion, I said that in the beginning, when a lion or a bear came and carried off, carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned to me, I seized it by the hair and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both a lion and a bear. Now, how many of his men can say that with the bear hand? I struck it. I killed it. Your servant has struck a lion and a bear. This circumcised, he loves saying that. This, circum, this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. So he is saying, I'm going to treat him like a lion and like a bear. And again, he's uncircumcised. I just wanted to put that in there because, you know, he kept saying that. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on this sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. And he said, I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff and his right hand, chose five, five smooth stones from the stream. And I think he chose, and I heard a pastor or a preacher say he chose five stones just because, just because Saul, just because Goliath might have four other brothers. But he said, if they come, I'm going to be ready for all of them. So he chose five stones from the stream, put them in his pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of them, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over. He was giving, he was mugging him up and down, Michelle. He looked David over and saw that he was a, a little more than a boy, glowing with his health and handsome, and he despised him. Oh, now he, now, now, now he, you know, he despised him. He said, Am I a dog that you come at me with a stick? And the Philistine cursed David by his, by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with a sword and spear and javelin. Three things, sword, spear, and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of the Israel, whom you have defied. This is the day the Lord will do, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcass of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered there know that it is not by the sword or by the spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer and attacked him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Now, normally, all the, if you pay attention, every time Goliath came up, they were running back. Every time Goliath came near, they were back. And I'm picturing myself, this is crazy. You got thousands of men out in battle, but every time Goliath came up, they ran. But I remember writing years ago that David didn't run. He ran to, he ran to the battle. You got a picture that this little boy, this young man ran to, he ain't run. 
he ran to him. He said, okay, you know, he ran to him. That's how bold he was because we got to remember, he says, he says part of it all, verse 47, all those gathered will know that it is not by sword or by spear that the Lord saves for the battle. It's for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hand. And again, 48, as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. He wasn't going to run away. He said, I'm going to meet you, you uncircumcised Philistine. Reaching into the bag and t taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. Well, that wasn't a long battle, was it? So they tried. That wasn't a long battle. I thought you were going to this going to take a minute. Well, you know, he had a sword, a spear, and a javelin. So, you know, everybody, okay, this is like a um, wrestling match. Everybody, look, okay, this is going to be a good one. We up here waiting. Probably had their popcorn or their food. They wanted to see what was going on. But he took that to reach into his bag, taking the stone. He slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone shake into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed triumph over the Philistine with the sling and the stone without a sword in his hand and struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of his, the Philistine's own sword and drew it from the sheath. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, who was running there? <laughs> I, I love it. When the yeah. Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Hmm, kind of interesting. For 40 days, they were taunting the Israelites, you know, and they were running every time he came down. Then the Israelites' men and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gaul and the gate of Ekron. Their dead were thrown along the Sherman Road to Goth and Ekron. When the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem. He put the Philistines' weapon in his own tent. As Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistine, he said to Abner, commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this young man? Abner replied, as surely as you live, your majesty, I don't know. The king said, find out whose son this young man is. As soon as David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul and David with David still holding the Philistine's head. Whose son are you, young man? Saw as David said, I am the son of the servant of your servant Jesse of Bethlehem. So with that said, and that story, I mean, you know, I just read the whole chapter of First Samuel seventeen. We got there's a lot going on in this, you know, in this story. You know, first thing, we have two hills, Philistines on one side, Israelites on the other. Philistines have Goliath. Israelites have thousands of men. But when they go to battle, they go into the valley. And when they're in the valley, they're trying to figure out, every time for 40 days he was taunting them, talking about God, and as soon as they go down, they go on a run. As soon as they get close to him, they go on a run. So it's like as soon as David came down, 
Now remember, David killed the lion and he killed the bear because the bear came, they beat the any time as a protector. That's what the shepherd is. He is a protector. They came after and tried to take one. Oh, I'm going back after. And that's why we have pastors by the shepherds of the church. So when David, when he, when he went after that lion and that bear, he came back triumphant. So with that faith and that, that agility and knowing what to do, he said he wasn't scared of Goliath. Now, people like us today, we've seen Goliath, we'd probably be shaking in our pants, you know, not knowing what to do. The Goliath was big. But that's, and, and we can, when we come back from break, because, you know, we get ready to go to break, because a half hour goes quick, but that's a good story. We're going to, you know, talk, break this down and talk about it. But we got to realize that Goliath, I want you to think about this, you know, before we go on break that Goliath was those things in our lives that tried to freeze us there. False evidence appearing real. Goliath are those things that, you know, Satan brings and tries to, you know, make us scared of, make us fearful of, make us lose it, make us doubt, make us turn our faith away from God. That's what Goliath was to them because they thought that they couldn't handle Goliath because they had all their big weapons, all their spears and stuff. But when fear set into them, because he made them scared, but David did say a bear and a lion came and took away one of the sheep. Did I let that happen? Nope. I went right after it. And we have to realize when those bears and lions and Goliath come in our Lies, or as they say from the Wizard of Oz, tigers, lions, and bears. Oh my, what are we going to do? Are we going? Are we going to allow fear to set in, or are we going to say, you know what? We're going to put our faith and trust in God and turn the situation around like David did. If he turned that whole situation around, and like Michelle said. Um, you know, as we, we all seen that soon in verse, the second half of verse 51, when the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. We are now at our half hour mark. If you want to call in, you know, have any comments, you can call in at 5, 917-889-2271 or log in at www blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash and dash the mirrors. We have a few notes from our supporters. Music Instruction for All Learners, Inc., where music knows no age. If you are interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 and set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our website at www.lethalinc.org. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss, at Curvy Boss Project. We will be back to have a discussion about when giants come.
do we do be like David, you know, when the giants come? <laughs> you know, Saul tried to put all his armor on him. You know, we try to put all this stuff around and say, okay, maybe this will help us through this situation. But armors with little bits and pieces of things that we can think. All right, let's pull all this together and see if we can, you know, take care of this giant. With the, with the, um, David said, I can't use this stuff, man. <laughs> you know, I get myself killed trying to use this stuff. So he used the things that God trained him with when he was out being the shepherd. He used stones and a sling, my modern-day slingshot. But he used stones and a sling and got him dead on. And, and, and you may think I'm crazy, but it, it just it kills me. He kept saying, you uncircumcised Philistine, you're not even right. But you keep talking about our God. Any questions or comments, Michelle? I just wanted to say two two things, because when you're listening to that story, so you're talking about, you know, how David seems to be fearless right now. And I think that's one of the blessings in that story because it's two things that happen. One, David, he didn't seem like he was fearful. You brought up both things. He was was talking back to him, and he didn't seem like he was fearful, and he was like, I'll go do it. I can do it. I'll go do it. And then two, one of the major things is that that slingshot. So you were talking about how, you know, he didn't feel comfortable in all the the armor and all that stuff um, that the rest of the people used, but that he used something that, that was something that he had perfected and that he used every day. So that was what he was familiar with that he used to fight against the giant and then you had that fearlessness that he seemed to have, and it's almost as as though he didn't really see or understand. And I'm sure in his mind and his physical, he saw and understood that that was a giant, but he didn't see the giant as a real threat to him. Mm-hmm. So for some of us, that would be amazing. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, if a giant came walking down these streets today, they not they not around anymore. But if they came walking down these streets today, you know, we would do like some of the men in the army, which would run and scream. <laughs> <laughs> if you see this huge giant walking towards you, that's that's just what people are gonna do. But you know, we when we are in Christ, we're not in the natural. We need to live in the spiritual, in the supernatural. And in the supernatural, that giant was nothing to David. It didn't matter how big he was because David knew how big God was. And so that's how, you know, we need to be when we're looking at these things that are quote-unquote giants in our life, whether it's the, the bills, marriage troubles, issues with your children, issues with your job, issues with your brothers and sisters in Christ, issues with life, just things going on. And and dare I say, even some things that people are, are very uh, fearful of, like, you know, the enemy. And people are fearful of the enemy. People are fearful of things like mental illness and, and, and health crisis. You know, it brings people to their knees, life and death situations. People, you know, cry, they lose their bowels, they scared, shaking in their boots. But the reason I'm saying all of that is these are all the things that could be giants to us, things whether they come up in a second or whether it's something that's ongoing and it's something you're fearful of. We need to realize that whatever, whatever, those giants are, God is still bigger. And there's a song, uh, I always I always butcher her name, but uh, I'm just going to say Jacqueline Carr or whatever. I don't, I don't think that's how you say her name. <laughs> but 
always butcher her name, but, you know, she's talking about how God is bigger. And so that's what we need to hold on to. And David, he knew that. He already knew that God is biggest. It doesn't matter how big you are. What you what you say he kept calling them, you uncircumcised Philistine. Doesn't that matter how big how big you are. God is bigger. God is bigger. So David had that much faith in his God that he knew he was bigger than anything that David would face. And then also that part about, you know, him using what he was familiar with. Because just like God had trained him right there where he was in the field with the with the sheep, you know, fighting off bears. And how many of us are going to fight off bears and lions, tigers? You know, I was sitting there thinking in my mind, I was laughing because I was thinking, lions, tigers, and bears, oh, my. <laughs> when you were talking. But, you know, that's what David was going up against on a daily basis. And even that, if you hear him say it, he was stating that I've gone up against these animals, you know, and and won and got my sheep back. So even those those obstacles, they, he knew his God was bigger. And God had shown him. And if you stop and think for a minute and come out of your panic when these situations are happening, then you too will remember all the times that God showed you that he was bigger. And so we need to remember that, and we need to act like we actually know that, you know, because David knew that, and he acted in what he knew. And so we need to do the same thing. We lose sight of it so quickly. We need to hold on to knowing that God is bigger than any person, situation, event that happens in our lives. And then um, and then we need to rely on what he's already instilled in us and already built up in us and already uh, the gifts that he's already supplied in us because whatever he has built up, whatever he's supplied, whatever gifts we have, that is the thing that God knows that we can use to, to help us overcome. Now, we do the possible. He does the impossible. So we shouldn't even worry about that part. We should worry about the part that we need to deal with. We do the possible. He does the impossible. And our gifts are enough. Our talents are enough. What he has built in us is enough to overcome anything. Amen, amen, amen. I, I enjoyed that because, you, I mean, you, you write, you know, everything, all the comments you made were right on point because, like, I was thinking about lions, tigers, and bears myself, and if I seen a giant hawk walking through, through the Baltimore streets, and I, I think, the, you know, I don't even think the gangs would be trying to, you know, fight against them because it would be out of their league, you know. But Amen. You know, when things are out of their league, we definitely have we definitely have to be careful. You're listening live with Man in the Mirror with your host Hezekiah L. Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson as we're talking about when giants come. We did, did the story of David and Goliath, and Michelle mm-hmm. just made some good comments that he God used David used what he was used to, what he was comfortable with. Many times we try to go, try to put on this assignment that we know what we're doing, but God has equipped us already with the things that we need to use. Amen. Yep. David went into the army and Saul and tried to put on that, you know, that um, all his tunic and his armor, but that's not what he was used to. He was used to using slings, you know, a staff, and stones, and that's what brought him the victory. You know, that's what brought him the victory. And he had his faith in God. That was the number one thing. He trusted God. And another Mm -hmm. thing that showed showed out, he wasn't fearful. These guys were scared for 40 days and 40 nights, basically, of Goliath. Every time he came close, they ran. I'm like, I looked at them like, really? You have a God that's so much. But every time Goliath come around, y'all run another direction. 
And if you have, if you didn't pay attention to what I said, when Goliath had his spear, his javelin, and his um, shield, all David had was five stones and a sling. Mm-hmm. David went away like the rest of the Israelites did. Could you imagine what was going on in the mind of those Israelites when they were watching? Their mouths probably dropped open. They probably hide behind the bush somewhere trembling. And that's what we do when the bill collector starts calling us. We, you know, we call our ID is our best friend right now. We, you know, we don't answer the <laughs> call our ID is our friend now because we, you know, we hide it. How many of us going to say, you know what, I got this. You talk to them, talk to God first, talk to them, and stop hiding. You know, we all going Amen. through. Michelle, Michelle's problem. Those are our giants, but they're nothing but, once that fear sets in, it's nothing but false evidence appearing real. We have to let our faith drown out our fear, where that fear will run away. And the fear will be running like those Philistines because I love that verse. I love that verse because as soon as he killed Goliath, as soon as he cut the head off of Goliath, because he told him, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to cut your head off. I got, look, I'm going to take you down. He told him. He ain't go running. He went up and told him, I'm going to take you down. And that's how we have to look at the things that are going on in our life. I'm going to take you down. You know, you have to have that. And Michelle mentioned that earlier. He was cur- courageous. He had that courage. He had that courage. I think, you know, sometimes with the younger generation, they have more courage than the older generation. So they probably looked at him, oh, he's a nut. He's going out. I don't have no armor on. I can imagine they were, you know, saying, he's crazy. But if you read more about this story, they say, David, David killed thousands, but, you know, Saul killed thousands, but David killed 10,000. So they were just making songs about David. That's a whole other story right there. And then Saul was starting to get jealous with that, but that would be another whole story and a long one. He done cut the They were bold. They were all bold. Yeah, we're going to throw sounds. We're happy to go lucky. They know they went in the war. Could you imagine that? On their face when David had to get up. Could you imagine? Could you imagine a look on their face? And at the end of uh last two sentence last sentence of verse fifty one of first Samuel seventeen, when the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. As Michelle said, look who's running now. <laughs> the tides have turned. No one likes it when the tides turn because they like, hey, you know, they knew that they were they were done. But um, if you're on if you're online, you want to call in. You have any comments about today's episode, or if you have any giants in your life you want to talk about, um, you can call in at nine one seven eight eight nine two one. Two two seven one. Press number one on your phone, and um, you know we'll we'll talk with you because you know as that song says, "Fear is a liar." I love that song. I said when I heard that song, um, uh, I'm hearing that song consistently. Fear is a liar because we gotta remember that if we have a God that can do anything but fail. What are we to be fearful about? What are we to be fearful about? And at the end of the story, David was they were asking David, uh, you know, who are you? And um Adam replied, I don't know. So you know, Saul went over to Who are you? And he told David, David said, I am the son of your servant Jesse. Of Bethlehem. And if we know our lineage and we know our history, the son of Jesse of Bethlehem is actually related to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. 
So that's the lineage of, you know, you know Jesus was related to David. Um, but we just we just have to realize that when those giants come, it's that title of Jay Show Giant, what are we gonna do? Yes, we can get we're gonna be fearful for a second, but we can't let that fear take over. That's just human instinct. That's just being human. That's our human side. That's just our human side. But then we as Michelle said, we gotta look on the spiritual part of it. What's going what's actually going on behind what you're looking at. All our families are going through so many dynamics in our families right now that we have to stop looking at it on the physical. We have to look at those giants on the spiritual. Once we look at those giants on the spiritual, we can say we can get our spiritual sling and our spiritual stones, and we can actually throw, you know, use those slings and knock those giants down. And again, I um, when we talk about it, and I heard the preacher say he probably had four other stones just in case the four brothers came out, he will be prepared. Because, you know, after a lion and a tiger, a bear, he was ready for anything. We were winding down to our last under seven minutes. Any comments, Michelle? Amen. I just wanted to say this was a, a good show and that we definitely need to remember um, that we need to focus, even when we're going through these things that seem larger than life, these trials, tribulations, you know, when we lose people, lose our jobs, we, like when just unthinkable things happen, these become our giant things that we have to overcome or get over and that we need to just remember that God is always bigger than anything. And we need to remember that like David did. David knew that his God had his back. He knew that his God was bigger than the giant. And so we need to to do the same thing as well. I'm truly excited about this show. This was this was something that I put on my heart. That just, you know, sometimes when you get an idea or want to do something, you just want to make sure it's right because you know you want you know you know everything at all doesn't always have to be scripted. Everything doesn't always have to be written down. This story's been on my mind for a minute because I talked about, I preached about it, I've mentioned it many a time. But, you know, and that song, Fear is a Liar, I want you guys to truly listen. Uh-oh, uh-oh, we're winding down. But um, I'll let you take it over, Nichelle, because in the midstream, uh, we had a con- someone who has Yeah, a con- I see we had somebody yeah. just pop up. So we are going to get our last minute. We, we're winding down about five minutes left in the show. We're going to get a last-minute comment from one of our Listeners ending number ending in seven nine six zero again. That's our listener number ending in seven nine six zero. Welcome to the man in the mirror. Thank you, God bless you, woman of God. God bless you, man of God. This is Minister Diana Harris calling in. Um, yes. Thank you so much for having me show tonight. I was glad I was able to, to jump on, and I caught the tail end of it. But you know what? I agree with everything that I've been hearing. And the one thing I do want to say is that um, God does not give us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And I agree that, um, you know, we have to trust God with everything that's in us. We have to know how to lean in him. And I was telling my church um, a few Sundays ago, this it was almost like a volleyball game to me as I began to, to grasp this thing. You know, when the enemy, when a mountain comes my way, they, you know, if the enemy hits something over there to me, just like volleyball, I lift up my arms, I boom, I, I pass it right over to God. I cast it at his feet, you know, because that's the yeah. only way we're going to make it. Once we realize that he's our shield and our sword and he's going to fight our battle, we're going to be victorious in everything. And I and mm-hmm. I disagree with what they were saying, you know, with David and Goliath. And he went in there bold. He was courageous. I mean, they were questioning him. He's like, what y'all fearing? You know, what, what's the problem? You know, so it's like when we get into that place where we can lean and trust in him, 
when we can really lean and trust in God, I mean, when we just really lean and trust and let it go, let God be God, we're going to see it victoriously because he's going to fight our battles for us. So when the enemy pops up that way, boom, I pop it right back up to God. I'm like, if you, go forth, <laughs> I love you that. can handle that better than what I can. That's all I want yeah. to say. I love you guys. I thank you so much for that time, for this opportunity to share that. I'm, I'm leaning in God. There's no other choice. There's no other Amen. choice. Amen. 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 And we thank you. We love that last-minute comment. It was beautiful. And uh, we can thank our listener, Minister Diane. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Honor you, too. Thank you. God bless you. Well, that was, and that is a spirit, that is a verse that I truly love. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. We have, and when we, when that fear sets in, again, which is false evidence appearing real, you know, I'm going to put that inside the, um, or I can have Michelle do it, but I do it too. Um, when you think about fear, and we're going to put that verse inside there as well in our, um, in the page that, it's a false evidence. It's a lie. Because when that fear sets in, it's a lie. It's a bold-faced lie straight from the pit of hell that the devil puts to try to believe. But if the word says um, in Timothy, God God has not given the spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind, then power, love, he wants us to be at peace regardless of what points is going on. He wants us to be at peace. The devil doesn't want us to be at peace. He wants us to be all worried and pulling our fingernails and pouring our hair off for those of us who have hair and, you know, fussing at our wives, fussing at our husbands, you know, fussing at our children. But all we have to do, like my pastor said a few weeks ago, she said she's just going to be at peace. He wants us to have the peace that surpasses all understanding. And um, I'll close out with this. He said, be still and know that I am God. We'd like to thank all of you for listening to us this evening and sharing in Man in the Mirror. Again, we thank uh, Minister uh, Diane for coming on and just sharing her, you know, insightful message with us because we all go through. And, you know, I'm not even going to continue um, any longer because we said everything that's going to be said. For tonight's show, it was a spectacular show. You know, God did what God always is going to do. And within 10 or 15 minutes, it will be on demand. I will be sharing it. Michelle will be sharing it. And, you know, pass it on because we all go through. People need to know that when giants come, what are you going to do? You know, what are we going to do to defeat those lions? My pastor, I'll say, make sure you have a Read a scripture. Talk to the Lord. You know, all people, you know, people around us, we've been back on some vacation all week. And, you know, I've had friends that have been going through stuff all week long. We have to pray for our brothers and sisters. Because when we go through, we want people praying for us. So, you know, prayer is a powerful thing. That communication with God is a powerful thing. So, again, you know, when giants come, open up your word. Think about David and Goliath. Know what you can do. You you know, you have what you need already. You already have it. You just have to open up your mind, talk to the Lord, and exert your faith in him. This has been Hezekiah L. Montgomery signing off. And as always, we'll see you at the mirror.
Declare tonight, you're bigger than 